Oh my gosh, you guys. He made it. Welcome to Who Writes This Stuff, a podcast dealing with the feelings of 14 to 16-year-old girls. We'll take some collars, we'll mend some hearts, and at the end we'll all have a Coke and a group hug. This week I talked to Arthur Alligood, who's a fantastic singer-songwriter here in Nashville, who just released his new record, I Have Not Seen the Wind, uh, which is easily becoming one of my favorite records this year. So good. And he's a fascinating guy with a a good head on his shoulders, and and he seems to be uh, doing some stuff that that I I feel like we could... uh, we need to take notice of, and uh, and we had a good talk. So go wake the kids up, get them some gogurt and a candy necklace, and enjoy my talk with Arthur Alligood. Is this, okay. You're not used to this, are you? I'm not at all. And this is awkward. Are you not? Are you, are you not into talking about yourself? Um, sure. I, I think the little bit I know about you knows that you're not. You're not. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this all on it? Yeah, great. So Arthur, Arthur Alligood is in yes. my house. Yes. And it is Alligood. Yes, it's Ali. Alligood. How do you not say all it? good or Ali good? Alligood. Alligood. Yes. Uh, how was what was your childhood like with that with a um, last name like that? Uh, troubling. Constantly uh, substitute yeah. teachers. Yeah, well, actually, first my day first, of school. Yeah, my first name was actually worse. Really? Yeah, with, I got a lot, a lot of the like Ali Bad and oh, um, that's stuff like that. But the my first name was all like there would always be a kid that would come up to me and go, um, "So, written any books lately? Like I don't get author." It. Oh, oh my gosh. I know. Really? I know. It was mind... the, and it revealed how stupid they were. My my like, mind didn't even go to that. I know, exactly. Well, I like Arthur. But I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Was um, Arthur the the Aardvark big when you were a kid? I don't think so. You know what that is? Older. Yeah, yeah. I get that more now as a substitute teacher when I go in. Oh, there. probably. Yeah, they're like you're on PBS and <laughs> like no. Are you an only child? No, I have a brother. Older uh, brother or younger? Younger. So yeah, he's about a year and a half younger. So. Okay, so uh, so when you people ask you where you're, like where you're from, do you, what do you say? Do you still say Georgia? Because uh, yeah. oh, wait, how old were you when you moved to? Yeah, I, I'd only spent like you know like, from when I was born until like four or so. Okay, you know so but all my family's down there like uh, like both sides like my dad's parents live kind of more south toward Florida and then. I don't know. It's it. I have this kind of. Um, I don't know. It's a weird thing when I actually go back to Georgia. It's kind of like I feel like I'm going back to a life that I should have lived. Oh, weird. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like I start saying, like talking really. I mean, give me an hour or so with my aunt, and I'm like, <laughs> you're real, ready to get real tractor and yeah. go. You know. So it's not home. It, it's kind of like I don't know how to describe it. Like Tennessee is home because I've lived here most of my life, mm-hmm. but. Georgia is kind of like this other place that's kind of like special and you only go to on certain yeah. occasions and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. No, I have that too. I, all my family's in Southern Illinois and still oh, okay. to this day, yeah. when I drive through it to go to mm-hmm. a show that's on the other side of Southern Illinois, cause it's not that far from here actually. Yeah, yeah. When I drive through it, it's weird to see the exit that I got off as a yeah. kid. 
Yeah. You know, just be like, oh, that's a place that you can go to? Because when you're a kid, you're like, this is yeah. a magic place that you go yeah. to once or twice a year. Yeah. And, you know, it's where grandma lives and that's where all these people exist. Yeah. And they only exist here, sometimes on the phone. Yeah. You know, because you know, when we were growing up, the, there was no internet and stuff like that. So it's so easy to keep in contact with people. Yeah. So it really is kind of, it's kind of like driving, like I always tell people, it's kind of like driving past Narnia or something. <laughs> it's another realm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, that's so many memories are held there. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. And the fact that I can go there as an yeah. adult. Yeah. And still, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that so like weird. I just it's weird that we were talking about this because I just went like last weekend. Like my brother and and I and my dad, we just decided to go down just to visit for the weekend. And it's like your grandparents' has, house has this certain smell, and it's like it's almost like you know when you're there. Like if you were just yeah. like taken there, and then you your eyes were closed and you couldn't see your surroundings. It was like you would know. Yeah. Where you were. Just the way the air conditioning yeah. smells like when you're in the house. And yes. Like everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And all like all the like the fixtures on the walls and the pictures and that don't change. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, like you're not taking you're not doing anything. No. Like, I mean, it's all there. I mean, it's I don't know. It, it really feels like you're somewhere else. I mean, you are in a sense that you're not, you know, you're not where you're where you reside. But mm-hmm. it's. Well, kind of like the, the Narnia thing. Like, yeah. you kind of feel like you've this is entered the wardrobe. Place. And yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah. It's, it's t- and I I feel it's kind of a sad twist of of irony because I feel like when you're an adult and you realize it, mm-hmm. you also realize that the clock is ticking to where this, this place won't exist for that much longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because by the time we're adults, our grandparents have also aged. Because when you're a kid, you don't ever think about your grandparents yeah. aging. It's just this weird thing when you can really enjoy it and yeah. and and it's it's so sad. I don't know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. No, but, I, I have both sets of my grandparents. They're still. Alive. I mean, oh wow. Like my um, like I had to call my other sets of uh, my other uh, grandparents on the way back because uh, they just celebrated their sixtieth wedding anniversary. Wow. That just floors me that um one that you can be alive that long yeah <laughs> you know true. i mean it's twice my age that's true um and that um i can be with one person and i just feel like such a um like i have something to live up to like man like yeah i really gotta be like kind of carry this on like man i would be such, such an idiot if i you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. we're, there's foolish. a legacy there yeah yeah that you feel and i i've actually this Funny, you said that I've been dealing with that a lot, and I'm talking about it actually on stage a little bit. Yeah, because uh, I have a couple songs in this new record that I've I've kind of kind of came from that, yeah. and like there's this deep seated love, you know, through you know like like you said, sixty years of marriage, like mm-hmm. it has to exist for that to to stay alive. Oh yeah, and 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 sometimes I doubt my ability to to love like that or to be that good of a man. To love like that, and yeah, then and yeah. then it hit, and then the, but the other side of the coin is that that's my lineage. Like I, yeah. whatever they have chromosomally, if that's yeah, a word, yeah. or whatever they have genetically, yeah. I I they I share with them, mm-hmm. and so like that's an up kind of the uplifting thing. And I'll probably write like four or five more songs dealing with it because I'm constantly yeah. like wrestling with it in my brain, yeah. especially reaching thirty, which yeah. as a kid is supposed to be an adult, you know, yeah. and I don't feel that way. But yeah. I'm like I still feel like a little kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think I'm gonna write a whole. Re- I mean, the next record that I do, I cannot get it shake the idea of doing 
something just not necessarily about my family, but just yep, being brought up in the South, mm-hmm. um, being brought up in the church, um, and I don't. Maybe it's my my grandparents kind of getting older and realizing, okay, I'm probably gonna lose one of them like pretty soon. Yeah, and it might be like. It might, you know, you know, it might be when it rains, it pours. Like, I mean, you, you never true. know how it's going to happen. And so it's like, I feel like I'm bracing for that. And so it's always on my mind. And then just other issues of just, just like I said, growing up um, in the South, in a Baptist church, you know, just what the effects that that still has on me, good and bad. And I, I just can't get all that off my mind. And I... Like when I sit down to write a song, it's like I almost feel like someone is coming along and saying, like trying to steer me toward that. And yeah. I'm just like, no, I just want to write a normal song. Even you know? if you, I found that too. Yeah. Even if you shut off your mind yeah. and just kind of like let, just start singing whatever comes out. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times it'll just be words and phrases and images through words that still represent that yeah You're like well this is and you can't shake that emily yeah. and i talked about that on the last podcast but yeah. you, you can't like sometimes you're not done dealing with something even if you say i'm done dealing with this issue i'm, yeah. I'm past it or you have a different take on it years later mm-hmm. and you're like well I, I need to get this out still and two it's weird because it's like it would make sense following up the record I just put out with being, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. maybe expanding on that or doing something similar and like, you know, maybe I've, I've gained some more fans or will, you know, in the coming years or what, you know, coming in a mm-hmm. year or so. And then kind of, okay, let's build on that. Let's, and let's go a little further, but you know, take this journey. But then me. there's the, the thing that I want to do is just like totally opposite. And I'm just like, okay, so what, but I feel like at the end of the day, it's not. You gotta go with your heart and go with what. Yeah. What you're feeling because people are gonna know if it. You know, I mean, if you're just churning something out. Come on, something. I got nothing. I need you by my side. It's cold. I'm cold. Stuck out in the night Come on, break through You just got to Find me this time Time has gone long But I still want you in my life kid like what um what kind of turned that switch on i didn't i didn't honestly listen to music until i was in high school really yeah i i well was your family musical at all no gosh no yeah it's that's that's the funny part my dad was a writer my mom was a school teacher um my dad like played trumpet in high school i think that was about it but like nobody on either side does music i mean it's Hmm. just like um, bizarre that that I do. Like, um, well, where did that come from? Do you think? I I really honestly don't know. Like, I, the story is that I 
I was huge in athletics. I played basketball most of my life. Mm -hmm. And I was one of those kids that was, there was a gym, like my church had a gym near my high school. And so every day I would walk from my high school to the gym and stay there till like 6, 6.30 and play basketball. Like it was just like, I was one of those kids. I was like the Hoosier kid. Like, yeah. Like watching that and just being like going out and dreaming. I was was just one of those. Did you think that was going to be your career? Like as a kid, I mean, and that's what I, I mean, yeah, it's like any kid that, well, I want to be a football player. Right. I want to be, you know, that's what I wanted. And so it was an obsession. Like, I mean, it was borderline just like, I mean, it, it was kind of like Pistol Pete. You know, have you ever seen that movie? You mm-hmm. know, you, he's in the gym all the time. And he's doing all these crazy drills. And, stuff. and it's like, that's like what I had in my head yeah. all the time. And that's all that was there. I think in a way, kind of looking back, it kind of like uh, stunted my growth in a way like i mean not physically but <laughs> you're you're a tall guy yeah yeah but, but like it like um it just kind of put me in a place where i wasn't thinking about anything else so i really got to like 16 or 17 years old and had never heard of certain types of music uh-huh. and never i mean i was just kind of like basketball was it so you were like, sheltered but by your own hand yeah exactly thing. exactly and and my my dad like i mean not like I had like this pushy dad that was like, okay, yeah, basketball is it, you know, uh, or my 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 mom. I mean, she didn't. Nothing was like that. So it's just kind of was all me. And then like my um, yeah, it was right before my senior year, and I actually was like picking up speed and and just probably the best player that I was ever, you know. And I up to this point, I was kind of one of those players that um, in the backyard or at the gym playing uh pickup ball i was like amazing mm-hmm. but i get in a real game oh, and yeah. i would just <laughs> freeze up yeah and had and it really showed my con- i had zero confidence like i i you know playing around with other people i was fine but when the pressure was on it was like that's was interesting that, that when put in front of an audience you'd freeze up because that's what you do on purpose now <laughs> yeah. you've obviously worked yeah. past that because you know that's kind of your yeah what you're pursuing now yeah um yeah it is weird um so yeah, I just decided like I mean there's some other stuff just kind of going on in my head and I just decided like it hit me one day like I'm not gonna this is not what I'm gonna do like it was like so, waking up from like a, it was like, like a dream yes where you're yes like, all I've done yeah like a coma almost yes. like a it was like kind of like a conversion to like the rest of life you yeah know? I mean it was just well crazy. what was your next step where where did you go from there I got kind of depressed because there went my obsession because uh-huh. I wasn't playing. A, playing basketball and I had always just had this notion in my head I'd like to play guitar one day and then don't know where that came from and you were 16 17 yeah this is junior year of high school yeah 16 well if you didn't really listen to music or much what was the actually trigger to actually during that time I I, I started listening I think I'd heard like the first jars yeah jars of clay record Mm -hmm. and I thought oh you know so many acoustic guitars I'm like that sounds so great Mm -hmm. you know and so I, I think that was part of it, and maybe like youth group, our youth minister brought in a band and they played guitar. You know, yeah, youth group like, in the nineties. Yeah, it yeah. was all about that. <laughs> so yeah, I remember just like saying to my mom, like, "Can I get a guitar?" And she's like, "Sure." So we went to the pawn shop, and we had no. I mean, both of us had no clue, and so we got this guitar for like fifty bucks, and um, it is the was I have it today. I've, I've my dad found it in the attic recently, which is amazing. That's awesome. But it's the worst guitar <laughs> ever. It's a gremlin. Have you ever heard of a gremlin? 
Like not no. the animal, not the being, not or not the uh, car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not they any named of a those. lot of crappy things. Gremlin. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know the movie. Yeah, everything. But yeah, I mean, it's like a dobro as far as like the the how far it is off the front. yeah. I mean, but, it's oh my god, crazy. And so I had no clue. But it was weird when I got that. I remember this. I got it, and I had no. I didn't even know what frets were. I didn't have a clue about anything. Um, and I just literally got it and just sat in my room. And I immediately, it was almost instinctively, tried to write a song. Oh, really? Like, it, w- it wasn't trying to figure out other stuff. It was like... I promise. Like, I, I remember, and my, I drove my brother crazy. Like, it was the <laughs> worst sounding stuff. Did you sing before that, like in church and stuff? Or did, oh, did you even man. know you could sing? Or? No, gosh, no, no, <laughs> no. It was totally, and it was a secret thing. I could not tell him. I was scared to death. To tell if anyone found out, and that that lasted for like three or four years. Oh wow! I could not like. I remember I didn't know how to tune my guitar, and my dad took it to like this guy at church, and he was going to tune it, and I like, I would I I didn't want to go because I didn't want to be seen carrying a guitar. Oh wow! I mean, it was wasn't just you're afraid people were going to talk to you about it. Yeah, like, I just it didn't immediately know what, put a spotlight on you. Yeah, there was a stigma in that all this time I've been kind of like athlete guy, you mm-hmm. know, and then, oh, okay, you know, like what is he doing with the guitar? You know, like, and I would, I don't know. It was just a fear. Like I remember almost like denying, like you play guitar, oh, no, no, really. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what was the first song you wrote? From that, did you remember completing songs, or was it just yeah, a bunch of little choruses? And I wrote, little I wrote a song, and in my the uh, my youth minister let me come on this middle school retreat. I was out of high school. This yeah. is like a couple of years later, and I was out of high school. And he said, "Why don't you come be a counselor? Like, why don't you play one of your songs?" And I was like, "Okay." And so I played it. I don't remember. I think I don't even remember what it was about. It was kind of like in the Jewel era. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where it was, like, cool to play acoustic guitar. Uh-huh. So, like, there's some other, like, chaperones were like, that was really good, man. And I was like, I don't remember. It was, I think it was pretty bad. Um, but, <laughs> well, of course uh, it is, but nobody yeah, tells kids. Yeah. You know, especially if they know it's your first time, there's nothing but compliments. Yeah. 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 But it, I was, it was just a really, really big thing for me to do that. I mean, I don't even think I looked up once. And your first show was it, or first whatever was in front of middle school. How'd, <laughs> they, how'd they like it? Well, this one were they just polite because they didn't know what yeah, else to do? Yeah. Um, this one girl, sweet girl, came up to me and she said, "Did you write that song?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Man, that was so good, you know." And I was yeah. like, "It was really exactly what I needed." Like I remember exactly her face and what she said. And it was kind of one of those one moments where the encouragement from a right, from the right person was like did mm-hmm. wonders for me. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's a break from the rain. There's some good behind the stroke.
start listening to music and gravitating towards it like the same way you did towards basketball? Did you? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I mean, I got. Uh, I didn't. I'm not like the normal person that just like grew up listening to Top 40 radio or something yeah. like that. What other influences kind of came in? Well, I started going to Cornerstone Festival mm-hmm. up in Illinois, and so that was really good. That kind of opened my eyes to all this other stuff, and I guess probably one of the most formative experiences was seeing um, Pedro the Lion. I think it would write when um, It's Hard to Find a Friend mm-hmm. came out, and I just like never had seen anybody playing music like I just like really 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 registered with me I mean I was like man me too this is so good there was just something so honest and real and it wasn't flashy and it was just you know electric guitar and drums and bass and it was kind of really simple and but Mm -hmm. it was just so powerful to me and I just remember seeing seeing them and thinking man I think I want to I think I want to try to do something I mean not like that but I like it just made me aware of maybe a type of or style of music that was it's like yeah that that would fit i don't think i'm a ska person but that yeah would, <laughs> definitely you know. i remember hearing it and not having a frame of reference for it yeah like i don't think i've ever heard anything like this and yeah this guy isn't a great singer yeah and he's not as far as great singers go. oh yeah, yeah you know i he's one of my favorite vocalists i still yeah. love his voice yeah. um because of the authentic quality of it yeah. but i in in this and there maybe three chords to these songs, but for mm-hmm. some there was something there. I I agree. Yeah. There was something there that I was like, I've never heard this before, and I I I have to keep listening to this. Yeah, yeah. I think he has a gift. I mean, is the word to me is yeah. Honestly, to me, I think he'll twenty years, thirty years. I think we'll be talking about him. As oh yeah. One of the, he's a he's one of the best probably living songwriters we have. No, I think they'll do it. And there are a lot of people who I look up to as great performers and songwriters who hate him. You know, they're yeah. just like, I don't get it. But, yeah. And that's fine, too. Yeah. And then for a long time, I was like, no, you have to love. Yeah, like, yeah. It didn't, that didn't make sense to me. Yeah. But I I definitely, I agree with that. Yeah. Who else kind of grabbed you like that? Because um, I, I found, when you open doors, like, when I opened yeah. the Pedro door, yeah. that was kind of the first, I was all ska punk and, like, a yeah. little bit more crunchy guitar type. Yeah. Like, pop rock stuff. And yeah. then when I opened that door, I found that a bunch of artists oh, yeah. came after. yeah. Was that the same way with you? Uh, yeah. Um, and so it was this band, uh, Vigilantes of Love. They okay. Were Bill Maloney. Yeah. Bill Maloney is probably my biggest influence. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of why I retur- you know, recorded with Kenny. Um, just oh, did he I, work with him? Yeah, he was in Vigilantes. Oh, I Love. didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah, knew yeah. I knew the name. I didn't yeah. know exactly what he was. Yeah. Wanted. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was He was with them uh, for like three or four records. Like, mm-hmm. So I'd known the name and... Bill is just kind of like, he's kind of one of those songs like you either love him or I mean, he doesn't have the best voice. But, I, ne- I personally yeah. never, yeah. his voice was enough to kind of keep me away. Yeah. It was just too yeah. weird or whatever yeah. it was. It, it, it is weird. Um, I don't know. Like his writing just, it just floored me. And it was one of those, it was one of the first musicians or bands that I'm like, when I first, there was one song that I really liked, but the rest of it I was like, I don't know about this, you know? But like because I like that song so much, mm-hmm. I almost literally forced myself to listen to the rest of the stuff. <laughs> like there's something here, and yeah, you, listen, I Arthur, it. Yeah. me, <laughs> you're gonna get into it. Yeah, and it's like I was like, I don't know what it is, but I I feel like I need to like this. Yeah, you know. And it was in that process that I, that it, it's like I got through a wall after a certain point, and then everything of his opened up, and I'm like, 
holy crap. Like, it just floored me. So, yeah, so I really got into him. He, you know, like, I always think, like, he's kind of like the guy that taught me how to songwrite. Like, at that point, I was, like, realizing that I wanted to actually write songs, like, mm-hmm. good ones. And um, they kind of set the bar for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is this is what I want to do. And this is this is the level that they're doing it. And I really want to try to to write at that level. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, so, you, you have to have that. I have yeah. that, too. Like, when I'm writing, I'm like... Sometimes when I'm stumped, I'm like, how would so-and-so yeah. write this? If this yeah. was this person's song, and, yeah. and because I am not that person and I have my own, own interpretation mm-hmm. of that, like, that's where I work the influence part. Like, I'm influenced by this guy and this guy or this band, mm-hmm. and, like, what if they were writing the song? How would they start it? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's, yeah. not, it's not ripping off as much as it's just I'm kind of bouncing off of that as, yeah. like, a, as a thing to kind of achieve or to strive for. And everybody and, does that. Like, yeah. Because, I mean... Bill was doing that with Neil Young and Dylan and Bazan. I don't know who he listens to, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That he's doing the same thing. And it's kind of weird. Like, I've actually started outside. Like, I listened to those two guys and several others and started outside. And now, you know, over 30, being influenced by the people that they were influenced yeah. by. Which it should have, t- honestly, to me, it should have been the other way. And, and you know? I, yeah, and I yeah. have that same, same thought. And I, yeah. I uh, relate it to, like when you're kids and you hang out with other kids and you get along with them yeah. and then when you get old enough you're like I kind of like their dad and their mom like it's cool to hang out with their parents yeah. now because I relate to them on that level yeah, like yeah, that's kind of yeah. where, where that aligns but and the kids are cool yeah. too because we're the yeah. same age but yeah. like I really oh yeah. now I understand yeah. that like in, yeah. in I always say because a lot of the guys that I was influenced by um, were kind of the kids of Elvis Costello and Randy Newman and all these guys oh, yeah. and I was just like I don't want to listen to them they, they're they old and the records sound old yeah. I don't care yeah. I want to listen to you know Ben Folds and yeah. all these dudes and then now that I'm old enough like yeah. I can't I love that yeah. I love their stuff and I get I it now and it really is like the, the kid hanging out with the parents yeah. kind of thing now. yeah I don't know what, what the next step is now like, hanging out with gonna... grandparents all <laughs> <laughs> to speak these days Finding faults and lies Carry down your dreams Lock them all inside Hope is trembling hard Swiftly losing steam Even in I wanted to talk about this because I found it. I find it very interesting and, yeah. and encouraging, especially as an indie songwriter. But um, you didn't really, as far as I know, you didn't really pursue music as a career as much as you just. It was it was more kind of a hobby while aligned with other, other jobs. Is that correct? Um, to say, well, I got married. My wife was still. She was doing like her student teaching for mm-hmm. school, and so I worked. And then after that year, I just decided I got to do this. You know, I can't not do this and I had no clue how to do it so I just kind of like okay well 
I guess I need to play. So I'll just book shows. Start booking shows. And I was just like emailing the junk out of people. Oh, you'll let me play? Okay, let's go. Oh, it's eight hours to get there. Well, then we'll go. Yeah. You know, and I just did whatever I could. And so I did that for like, it's the second year, the fall into our like second year of mm-hmm. being married. Just, we, we got home one weekend and we were living in this cabin, literally out in this cow field. Like you had to shut the gate because the cows would get out if you didn't. And it happened twice. I promise. One time in the snow. I'm not making this up. Um, so anyway, we got home and there was a letter in the, in the mail that said, I'm going to sell the cabin or whatever. Um, you have to be out in a month. And so that was kind of a wake up call. Like, what do I, you know, I guess I need to like figure out my life and yeah. you know and so we moved back to my wife's hometown and kind of went from there so music has always kind of been there but up until this point like as in like now yeah that's what I wanted to yeah. talk about like well yeah. cuz you did you had a a day job and you, yeah. and, and you were doing all the normal adult things yeah. that we're supposed yeah. to do whatever that yeah. means um what kind of brought it back to like this is what I what I have to do well i think it's a it's a confidence thing I never have. I think the reason that I, I didn't continue doing it when I tried before is I had zero, like almost like just a, a sliver of confidence. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe in the songs and I didn't, it was just kind of thing that I wanted to do so bad, but it just, it was so, I, I just didn't have that, that go to do it. Mm-hmm. And so now I honestly just doing this record, like this is the only record that I've ever listened to. Like formally, yeah. like I, all the other stuff I've ever done, I just every time I would hear it, it would make me cringe. I was just mm-hmm. like, I can't be in the same room when this is being played. <laughs> yeah. Now I am going down the road, jamming yeah. my CD, and I. There's, and there really is nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. It just means that you're making music that you would listen to, which yes. is kind of the goal when you start. Exactly. I want to make music that I relate yeah. to. Yeah. Ten years later, I'm actually <laughs> doing something I would. So yeah. So now I feel like I have the the confidence and the. Um, I hate to use a word like product, but like yeah. I feel like I have the best probably record all around that I've ever had, mm-hmm. and so it's like it just feels so natural. Like I need to do, like I need to share these songs. Like why wouldn't I? That would be stupid of me not to share these songs and not to play. So, so it's kind of like I don't know. I'm trying not to figure out my life and figure out every little step, but like right now, this is just okay. Let's do this. You know, yeah. it just seems like the most logical choice. And you seem to have taken it and so, just kind of run with it. And as a guy, yeah. like I feel like I have kind of pursued it off and on more so yeah. uh, with my whole heart than, you know, than not. I mean, mm-hmm. I go back and forth and I have moments of doubt and stuff like that, but it really seems like you were this guy that in any, on paper, it's probably not a good move to become an indie songwriter or, no, you know, indie not. singer songwriter. And, and especially three kids. Uh, yeah. But yeah. But that's amazing because, and, and it's not like you're some guy that like I hear the record and I, I want to have a conversation with you and be like, "Are you sure?" Like the record is so is incredible. Like yeah. it really, and, and yeah. it, it's it really is something special. And I really feel like I, I agree with you. Like this, if you ever had a set of songs that needed to be, that deserved to be pursued and yeah. to pushed, you know, hundred percent, it, it's these. Did, did you have the songs before you decided to make the record, or did you were you like? I'm making the decision to to do, pursue music again. Like this is going to be the thing that I do, and I'm going to write songs to match that. Like, which came first? Well, last year we did one song, uh, Kenny and I, just kind of trial thing, and so it was kind of I didn't have really a plan at that point. I mean, I 
thought about doing a record, but it wasn't like, okay, I'm doing one. But after we did that song, I was like, holy crap, like this is, this guy, I really like being around this guy. Mm-hmm. And not just for the production aspect, but just, I just liked being around him. Mm-hmm. We had a lot in common and I could feel like I could talk to him. And so it was, I felt like I had gained a friend through the process. So yeah, we did that song. I was like, I was like this sounds so good. I think <laughs> I've got to do something else. And I'm like, but we don't have any money to do anything. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of explored the Kickstarter thing and did one of those. And, and, uh, but then at that point, I had had a ton of songs, but we, we'd come in and we had decided, once we decided to do the record, we're like, okay, well, what songs are we going to do? So Kenny called me one day. He said, okay, we're going to have this meeting, and you're going to come in with the songs that you think should be on the record, and I'm going to come in with the songs that I think should be on the record. And he, and he said, and then we're going to fight it out. Wow. <laughs> That's great. And I was like, okay, and but it was like really kind of like fun kind of thing. Yeah. And so he came in and he was just like, blah 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 blah, and he would just tell me the reasons like this is da da da, and I was like, okay, yeah. And then I'd be how like, how many of those matched up on the list? Um, we it was probably at least three or four of them matched up. Uh, and then I'd have ones and, and I'd be like, well, but I've I've got like really. People really love this one. Really love this one. And then he'd look back at it and it was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And so it, that that happened several times where it was like, "Okay, yeah, we need to, yeah, let's do that one." And then, so it was kind of give and take. I don't know if it was fifty fifty. It may have been more his way. Yeah. But like, I wanted to, I wanted to submit myself to someone else and listen to him and kind of hear what he had to say. So it was kind of I was really open up to anything, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it was really cool to go in and uh, and wonder like, which ones does he think are good? Yeah. You know. Because there's no yeah. way you leave that that meeting without yeah. a confidence boost. Because yeah. this guy that you look yeah. up to says these songs are album worthy. Like, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, we had we ended up having like the first time around five or six, and so uh, they were like definitely need to go in there. And then I just I just decided like my my goal or my motto has always been always write like don't think you're done with the record before mm-hmm. you recorded it like write and write and write. So I wrote, honestly, like 15. I was like, okay. Well, I wrote 15 songs before, and five or six are keepers. I'm going to write 15 more. And so I just did that. And some of those, like, we were, like, had this, the sessions um, scheduled. And I was like, well, let me show you this one more song, you know? Yeah. And actually, one of those was actually, like, I'm so glad. He goes, I'm so glad you showed me that. He's like, that one's definitely going on there. I was like, yes. Oh, wow. You know? So it was kind of like... I don't know. I felt like I really, really pushed myself more than I ever have as far as writing. Mm-hmm. So um, we had a big pool to kind of go from. Yeah, and you said you said this before, uh, which I I love. But you said like, and I feel like everybody should do this when making a record because. Mm-hmm. But it sounds so bad, kind of when you say it to yourself. But you said <laughs> you said uh, that yeah, you wanted to make the say. best record of all time ever. ever. And that and that sounds so like, whoa! I've, somebody's I've, full of yourself, but you yeah. have to as as yeah. far as you as an yeah. artist, you have to swing for the fences every yeah. time. Yeah. I feel like, and because of that, the, you can get the best product that you can possibly, yeah. if you want to call it a product, like with the yeah, best yeah. best result yeah. possible because of that. And I feel yeah. like too many people are like, well, this is good. This will be yeah. a track eight. Yeah. Like no, and I do the same thing where I want every song to be. A song that would go on a mixtape. Yeah. You know, I want I, yeah. I want people to not be able to choose yeah. what their favorite song is because yeah. there's so many. Because you, yeah. you put everything you had into all of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, that that's, I don't know. I wanted to, like, I hear a lot of people that don't really, aren't in the music world that say, yeah, I got that CD and I like two songs. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I think yeah. that's like a tragedy. Like, to me, the greatest thing, is if you can, like, do a whole record where you, you never skip over a song. Yeah. That's just like, if someone ever says that to me, like, I listen to your record all the way through and never... I like them all. Like that, that's the best compliment because then you know. Because it's your job. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it becomes more than just a set of songs. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's, there's something that like each song is, is next to each other in a certain order for a reason, you know? And I don't know. I I really enjoy that stuff because I don't know the record or the, the album idea or, you know, it's kind of, going away going back to singles really and it's I don't know I just I really don't like that at all it bums you out (laughs) I I don't know I just like as a fan or as an artist both both because I I love I still I don't have I had an iPod for a while and then I it kind of crapped out on me so I have in one of our cars we have a CD player Mm -hmm. and I like the idea of just putting in a CD and driving and I don't have to do anything like it just kind of plays and it can go back to the next song. Like after it's all done, it goes back to the first song. Yeah, and it's like that rather than. And you're kind of forced yeah. to find songs that you might have skipped over. Exactly. And yeah, yeah and I, I agree. I think that's one of the downfalls of of the iPod generation. As much as I love having an iPod because I can oh, yeah. have this amount, of, large amount of music yeah. with me at all times. Your library. It, yeah. it, if something hit, you know, if a, a mood hits and I really want to hear this record. Or this song, that's great. But like, yeah. there is something to living in a car, or your CDs living in the car with you, you know, and you having these five records. You just these are my like I used to do that. Like these are the ten CDs I'm gonna bring with me for the week or the month, mm-hmm. and these, and then I'll switch them out when the month is over. But like, this is all I can listen to, and that way I really get into what these people are trying to do. And there, yeah. I feel like there was a time in the '90s, especially especially Christian music, when they were kind of throwing everything against the wall, kind of when like more alternative. Christians started yeah. hitting and where there are you can tell where the singles in the in the record were going to be and the rest of it's just fluff oh, or it's yeah. just like it doesn't matter like they're, they're almost produced worse you know like not as good <laughs> because yeah. they didn't care yeah. they're yeah. like whatever just yeah. kind of that, that's going to be track nine we're not going to do anything with it yeah, yeah you know which and that broke my heart like I was like yeah. and then I remember the first record I ever got where every single song on it mm-hmm. was great it was Switchfoot Legend yeah. of Chin, yeah, and that and they became that. they became my favorite band. Mm-hmm. I remember being sixteen or seventeen. They became my favorite band because and then every record, almost every record after that, at least the next couple were that same way. Mm-hmm. And then later, later, way later on, I heard John Foreman from Switchfoot give an interview where he said that their motto when writing and recording is the song is king. So yeah. when we're whatever song we're working on, that's the most important song. Yeah. Right now, that's the only yeah. one that matters. Yeah. So we have to. It, this might be the only song that anybody ever hears from us. We have to make it as good as possible. That's great. And I, I was like, like that. that is absolutely. Is that's I've tried to kind of adopt that when writing because I feel that's that's important, and especially in the in the age where literally that might be the only song people hear from you because people mm-hmm. only buy songs for the most part. Yeah. One by one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to to someone that just buys singles or whatever if you can get them to come to your other stuff. That's been cool. Like, with mm-hmm. this new record, like, so, several people uh, have bought older stuff, and I was like, that's so, that makes me feel so good, because they like this one 
enough that they want to. They wanted. They needed more. Yeah. 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 Which man, there is something to say with like leaving people with wanting more. Yeah. You know, and that is a cool thing about just giving away or giving away a song if you sign up for an email list or or some whatever those tactics are that those crazy indie songwriters. (laughs) Yeah. Who are those people? I don't know. I don't want to be around them. (laughs) Yeah, jerks. Was there? I'm interested. I was listening to the record yesterday, uh, which is called "I Have Not Seen the Wind." Yes. which you should get if you don't own it. Mm-hmm. Um, not you, Arthur. I was talking to the people. And I own it. You do own it. You're rocking it <laughs> lately, apparently. Uh, is, is there an overall theme that you're working with? It just ended um, up that way. I think we we had uh, figured out, once we got all the songs, like this 30 songs we figured out, we kind of divided them up. And the two categories that we divided up, one, one category was kind of like relational type, whether, you know, the kind of running the gamut as far as relationships, you know, whether it be romantic or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And the other the other was just like kind of like narrative songs, like story songs. I, I, it's hard for me to, I really go with the, uh, like Flannery O'Connor's view of writing. Like I really have no clue what I'm going to write about until I, start to write mm-hmm. and then I figure it out like I'm never like oh, I'm gonna write this big like thing and it's gonna be you know it's gonna have themes of brokenness and you know whatever yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah. I just like I just write and then I'm like oh okay yeah and then I go with it like I don't know how to do the other I don't know how people do that mm-hmm. like how can they just put like one theme up there and say okay all the songs are gonna be out of this I don't yeah kind of the first impression of your, when you listen to your stuff or just listen to yeah. you play in general is you have a very personal like even if it's kind of there's an overarching theme to a song that's, that's kind of vague you do have this personal mm-hmm. tinge to it where you almost feel like you, you have to lean in to listen mm-hmm. to it sometimes um, and so the, a lot of these songs like do they come from a personal place and you just kind of figure out how to paint it like how, how specific you want to get mm-hmm. or 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 sometimes are they just kind of you telling a story of something that you thought of and you, you're exercising it that way? Or, or is it both? I think it's always, I don't know. I don't I don't see how when you do anything that you don't come from the personal first, mm-hmm. even if you don't realize it. I think it's just, I mean, you are who you are and so what you do is going to come from um, where you're at. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, I may like, there's one specific song that when I wrote it, it's called Make Her Smile, and it's on the record. When I wrote it, I was like, what in the heck? Where did that come from? Like, I mean, literally. And not until, like, I actually the last month that I realized, man, there, that's me. Like, like there's mm-hmm. so much of my insecurity and as a person and, and my fears and stuff in that song, and I had no clue. And I honestly, I love it when it happens like that. Mm-hmm. I'd rather do that than proceed, than start from the super, super uber personal, like I'm going through this and blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. Um, I like when it sinks in. I, I like, I mean, the same way with like um, faith and, and, and what I believe and stuff. I like when it sinks in and I don't realize it. Mm-hmm. You know? Because that means it comes from a place that yeah. that wasn't overly conscious or wasn't yeah. almost you know manufactured it's, yeah. it's, it's just something that that is in you yeah it comes from that like I, I always think it's, it's like that's kind of the bedrock of me like that's that's the bottom and you know like you jump in and every now and then you're gonna touch the bottom you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like but 
for the most of the time you're just in the water and you're just kind of like there you know I mean so that's why I like I don't feel like I have to push it because I know it's going to come out Dark beside the houses but none of them were hers Followed to her front door all the way to Illinois Treasure there I found it Far away from sea and sand Farmer's daughter she had been In the corn I kissed her neck Scared as boys of bullies threats Thinking how am I gonna make it If I can't make her smile I'm gonna make her smile I'm gonna make her smile The days and Are you a patient guy? Because that takes a lot of patience. I don't know. Sometimes when I I don't know. That's a hard question. To ask. It's like asking if you're humble. Like, <laughs> well, are yeah, you? I am. I'm humble. <laughs> are you a humble guy? Ah, uh, yeah. Not, not really. I don't know. I, I I have patience with something. I with stuff like this. Like, uh, if you ask my wife, she would probably say that I'm not. Well, we all have those tendencies to not be and to be selfish yeah. and, and to try to push things. Yeah. But, but to be a songwriter, like especially. Knowing your your work, especially this recent album, and mm. then or and just talking to you, it seems like you have you have a, a patience to or or more of a respect for the process, I guess, than yeah. patience. For you. Like you're like, yeah, the songs need to come out the way they need to come out. Like I can't force them to become this kind of glob of something that isn't me. Yeah, you know, like there's you know, there's no point. Like just saying, there's no point if it's not. Yeah. If it's not personal or if it doesn't come from a personal place. Because there's a lot of people who write stuff that it doesn't and it's and it's not the songs you remember. Yeah. You know, really. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I just feel like if you don't connect it to it as the writer, then what I mean, really what is the point? One of the to me, the universal things that we all experience is is um is pain or sorrow. And I feel like if you if you're aware of the of the measure of sorrow that you experience in life and you're honest with yourself about that, and as a songwriter, I let that show. I, honestly, to me, like sorrow is, is is seems more of a constant than maybe like um, joy, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's yeah. like I I really feel like I mean I, I I get that I'm I'm broken and that I'm not uh, perfect and that life stinks sometimes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's like and so many other people go through so much that's worse and, and, and horrible things and that happen in life and it's it's hard to like I can't say well I know what you're going through or you know I can't do that but I can start with the measure of sorrow that's in my own heart and realize that there's a root in everyone's sorrow that's the same everyone has the, the beginnings uh, of pain or sorrow whatever you want to call it and it's all it's all common and I feel like if you are honest with yourself about that, then somehow, mysteriously, somebody that's been through something so much worse can relate to what you're saying because you're like talking about that same thing that mm-hmm. you know. I don't. I don't know yeah. why I went that way, but because then you don't have to like. I don't have to like if I want to write in an in another person's perspective of someone like I have a song that almost went on this record, but it's it's about um, this lady. Uh, her name was Mary Turner, and she was she was lynched in in like 
early 20s in Georgia. It's one of the worst lynchings. Just hard, like, I can't even go, go into mm-hmm. it. I mean, she was pregnant at the time. It was just horrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote the song about her. It's, and it tells her story. And I don't, I don't know how I'd, like, why would I write a song? I mean... Something moved you and you responded to it and yeah. the way you respond to things. Yeah, yeah. Because you're and, a songwriter and that's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm true to that, being honest about my own pain, mm-hmm. then I can approach stuff like that. But if I'm not honest about my own suffering, my own pain, though it be small, then I can't. And I will write stuff that no one will relate to because it won't be from the heart. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So that's how I feel like I, I approach things like... I gotta get in touch with my own whatever it is, you know, my own happiness or my own whatever. Like, and then maybe I can tackle some other stuff. So. I think every person who pursues songwriting at some point they're gonna get to that that realization. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it took me, and, I, and I'm embarrassed by how long it took me to get there. Me but I'm but I'm kind of but you know you get there when you get there. Yeah. Like everybody's journey is different, yeah. and you need to have that realization when you have it and. Yeah. And, do you uh, feel like a late bloomer? Yes, dude. Constantly, I am so late bloomer. Like, why did I get this? Stuff Especially because 20s? I'm 29 and I'm yeah. playing shows with 20 and 21 year olds. Yeah. And as much as I don't feel like I fit, there are a lot of kind of things that we we I get along with them about. And I'm like, oh wow, that's weird that they were, mm-hmm. you know, like I was in third grade when they were born, <laughs> you know, right. or something like that. But it's not a big. It's and yeah. they used to. It bothered me for a little bit, but now I'm just. I just kind of have to. I'm here for a reason. I'm here yeah. now for a reason. I'm so forever. When I made my first record, when I was like 17, 18. I was like, this is. These are going to be the, the songs that are going to make me famous. And it was. I was bummed that they didn't. And then now. And then like the next record was that. And I was bummed when it didn't. And then the next record was that. And I was bummed when it didn't. But like <laughs> I'm so glad because I wasn't near ready. You know, seriously, it's like no, I wasn't ready, and I'm. I still don't know if I'm ready, but I feel like my work is showing mm-hmm. growth, and that I'm at a place where something, you know, where where if success comes, it's not like it's not. I don't want to sound arrogant, but it's not. It's not not due. Yeah. Or it's not earned because I have yeah. kind of gone through like a lot of things. Like the, it wasn't like I picked success, up the. I, I, yeah. I didn't pick up the guitar in January. Yeah. You know, like of this year. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I, I've actually been working towards something. So, yeah. And I'm so glad that those early songs didn't hit. And there, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful that I don't have to go back to an 18 year old, 17 year old yeah. Nick and you don't play have the your, song that that kid wrote. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember even in high school, like going to some festival and Michael W. Smith was playing and he was playing Friends of Friends Forever. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that, that depresses me. I would hate to be him. But you have all, to play that song. You have to play it a lot. And it's <laughs> almost like you have to weigh how... I wonder if they ask more in their guarantee because they know they're going to have to play this, these old songs. Yeah. yeah and probably yeah. now thinking about it, Josh yeah. probably doesn't care at all about yeah. playing Flood because yeah. they're making a living playing music oh, and there are yeah. far worse things to be doing. Oh, yeah. It sounds Gosh, so like yeah. petty and an yeah. American thing yeah. to... To say like, yeah. oh, those poor guys. They have I to know. play. They have to yeah. play that three-minute song. Yeah, I feel bad even saying. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what are your what are your goals now with with this record? Like, what what are some things that you're doing to kind of get it out there? I'm. Um, are you I still did, figuring that out? Yeah, but I'm. I've kind of decided I need to really get out and play. So I'm doing. I've got this. What was gonna be like five days has turned into like twelve nights of this tour. That I'm oh doing. wow. Yeah, so um, 
That starts the end of it's May. It's multiplying. Yeah, and, and it's happened to so much easier than before. Like, before it was like pulling teeth to get a show. And now it's like... Do you think really? it's because your confidence level and your skill level is yes. is matching? Yes, exactly. And I, I think that's exactly it because now I can I can be confident and then I can say, hey, go check out this. Mm-hmm. And then they're not going to listen to songs I wrote 10 years ago. You right. Know? So I think that's it. And it's just, I don't know, it just feels like my wife and I were talking and she was just like, you know... With your last record, you know, it's just like it died out in like a month, and she's like, "I just feel like this is just gonna keep increasing," and I'm like, "You know, I kind of feel like that too." You know, it just feels, um, it just feels right and good, and and it does have almost like the first time I heard it, it has this quality. I don't know whether it's the production or the songs or whatever it is. A lot of it probably has is is just your your voice is it has a timeless quality to it. Where it, it's it, fe- it does. It feels like a record that could have been made in the seventies, sometimes, and then sometimes you know, kind of a because yeah. it has that kind of bluegrass, yeah, old country feel yeah. sometimes. But it's so, which is crazy that it can also coexist now because it does feel like a very now record. Yeah, too. That makes me so happy. It does. <laughs> it does absolutely, and and it, and it made yeah. me happy because yeah. I I've been a fan of yours for yeah. a long time. Yeah. We 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 yeah. played shows together a long time ago. Yeah. And, and stuff, but like it's always been this thing when I heard it. I think the first thing I heard from you was that was just that acoustic thing that you put out. Yeah. Um, you just put out a free acoustic, yeah. just you and vocals. Like it's very stripped down, yeah. and that was all I needed. And I yeah. couldn't stop listening to it because it was it was so because your 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 voice and your like your literal voice and your writing voice is so personal and and authentic and it's not fabricated in any way shape or form and and you have this kind of you you have the same quality i feel like as like as bazan or or uh those types of guys where you do kind of hang on on the word and you're like you want to know what he's going to say next and and because it paints that further picture yeah uh of what the whole song needs to be and i i i think you're doing great i i I hope you just you keep going yeah definitely I, i i don't know you know Crossing my fingers that everything's gonna. Yeah, I th- I good. have a good feeling about it. I think you'll do do well. Good. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. So. Well, yeah. thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed Arthur. Uh, if you'd like to hear his music and get his record, you can visit ArthurAlleyGood.com. It's A L L I G O O D. Also on Facebook and uh, on Twitter as well. He is at Arthur V Alleygood. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us at the podcast, you can email who writes this stuff podcast at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook as well as Twitter. Our handle is at who writes pod. Um, thanks for tuning in and uh, have a good week. Oh.